0: This is a JNNP podcast in association with the BNPA. My name is Professor Adam Zeman from the University of Exeter Medical School and I'm in conversation with Professor James Nicol from Southampton. James has given a lecture uh, on uh, approaches to the uh, treatment of Alzheimer's disease and we're going to discuss that topic. So can you tell us a little, first of all, about the prevalence and societal impact of Alzheimer's disease?
1: Mm, It's a common disorder associated with ageing. In fact, it's about 5% of the over 65, about 20% of the over 80s. It's estimated there are about 800,000 people affected in the UK at the moment. It's expensive because of long-term care needed of people affected by Alzheimer's disease, estimated about £23 billion per year in the UK uh, alone. Uh, And because people are living longer, society is ageing, this is expected to be a much bigger problem in the near future.
0: So it's a huge societal problem, and it presents, of course, with a combination of cognitive and behavioral problems which progress over several years. What do we know about its neuropathological basis?
1: We've known about neuropathology of Alzheimer's disease for many years, and uh, you have a loss of neurons and damage to synapses uh, and inflammation uh, associated with accumulation of two proteins in the brain, amyloid beta protein, which deposits outside cells as plaques and in the walls of blood vessels as cerebral amyloid angiopathy uh, and also tau protein that accumulates inside neurons in cell bodies as tangles and also in the processes of neurons. So that's a basic pathology of Alzheimer's disease that we've understood for, for many years.
0: We know which of those plays the primary role in driving the disease. Well, it's obviously a complex disease process
1: with, with a number of different factors, and when you want to tease out what's the sort of root cause of a complex disease, it's a good idea to look at the genetic, genetics and the genetic risk factors, uh, and these um, to date are sort of accumulation of uh, uh, genetic evidence, mainly from the relatively rare familial autosomal dominant cases, which only add up to about 1 or 2% of Alzheimer's disease. Um, these have been studied in depth sort of 10 to 20 years ago mainly and these pointed very much to mutations in genes that affect um, the production of the amyloid beta protein Uh, and so the view from that genetic data was very much that uh, it's the accumulation of A-beta in the brain that's a sort of triggering or initiating factor in the Alzheimer process.
0: So can you tell us something about the treatment approach that you've been particularly involved in? Well, so obviously that that sort
1: of background um, gives rise to the idea that, well, if, if you can sort of counter the effect of the A-beta accumulation or, or remove it from the brain um, or prevent its initial um, accumulation, then you might have a treatment for Alzheimer's disease. So something over a, a decade ago, the first animal studies were done looking at this question, asking the question if you immunise mice which are prone to develop amyloid plaques as they age and you immunise the mice against the A-beta protein um, can you uh, influence the formation of plaques Uh, and those animal studies indicated yes you can. You can use vaccination either as preventative treatment so if you do it before the plaques start to accumulate you can prevent accumulation of the plaques even if you treat the mice at a late age, when their brain is full of plaques, you can reduce the number of plaques they have and, and with some evidence for plaque removal. And <clears throat> the sort of early functional studies that were done on those mice um, indicated that removing plaques was was beneficial to brain function in, in those mice.
0: Right. So is, there, is that an approach that can be applied to man?
1: Yeah. So that's, that, that idea was uh, was moved into human clinical trials first, um, a little over 10 years ago now, about about the year 2000, in a a small study that was um, done by Elan Pharmaceuticals, the company that had done those initial experimental studies, in a relatively small group of about 80 80 patients with Alzheimer's disease who were enrolled in clinical centres across the south of the UK. And really, so that was just initially a a small study to see if it was safe to do this and if uh, the patients who were immunized with the A-beta peptide would uh, develop their own antibodies. um, And findings were were, seemed to be safe. And yes, uh, many of the patients did develop antibodies to A-beta. Really, in the years since then, we've been following up the patients, uh, both from a a clinical perspective point of view assessing their cognitive function and also inviting the patients to donate their brains for postmortem neuropathology when they when the time uh, comes
0: mm-hmm. was it entirely safe did any did any problems with the treatment come to light over time well, that's an interesting question because in, in that very very first uh, study it,
1: there seemed to be no no problems at all in relation to safety concerns but the same agent was used in a subsequent slightly larger uh, trial and um, some side effects did emerge, affecting just a small proportion of uh, patients, about 6% of patients who seemed to have a a relatively rapid decline in their function. Uh, And in fact, there were some changes in the way the preparation was presented between those two trials. Some detergent was added to try to disrupt the amyloid protein in the preparation, and it seems likely that it was that change that, that provoked the side effects that subsequently uh, emerged, and because of those side effects, um, further progress with
0: that uh, vaccine was was stopped. And what was the impact, the clinical impact, and pathological impact of the
1: so um, immunisation? So we were very interested to see, looking at the brains of these patients, whether it had a similar effect to that observed in the mice, whether they, uh, there was a reduction in uh, plaques and. Somewhat amazingly, at the time it seemed, uh, that there was indeed evidence that plaques were cleared from at least some of the patients who were immunised in this way, in a patchy way in some patients, uh, and some patients seemed to have pretty much complete clearance of plaques from, from their brains.
0: And did that correspond to a clinical improvement?
1: We looked at uh, clinical outcome in that whole group of 80 patients who were in that trial, and there was really no, no suggestion that the patients who had the active agent either survived longer or that their progression to severe dementia was any uh, slower at all. So it was a little disappointing in that sense.
0: That is disappointing. Why, why should that be? Why is there a, a, a disparity between the pathological result and the clinical one?
1: Well, I think there are
0: two simple
1: areas of explanation. One would be simply that the amyloid hypothesis is wrong uh, and it's completely the wrong uh, approach and the wrong target. The other is that um, Alzheimer's disease is quite a complex disease processes with a number of elements to it. Once the full-blown disease has developed, and although the A-beta accumulation might be important to get things going, once uh, the disease process is properly set in, there are other aspects to the disease, like particularly the accumulation of tau pathology Uh, and also an inflammatory reaction, which may have a kind of self-propagating nature to them, even if you manage
0: to remove the uh, plaques. And since then, there has been some further work with passive immunization.
1: Yeah, it's quite a big industry now, the A-beta immunotherapy approach. Many trials, said to be about 40 different approaches being tried out in clinical trials. Some are passive, so this is injecting the antibody to A-beta itself rather than the protein, and relying on the patient's own immune system to generate the uh, antibodies. Uh, but there are also some uh, alternative active approaches being um, investigated at the, at the moment, mm-hmm. with
0: promising results so far.
1: You know, some of those quite large studies, including phase three trials involving several thousand patients, and uh, they've sort of been beginning to generate results, and that have been published over the last uh, few years. And really to summarise overall in a sentence, um, I would say that really there's not any convincing indication that, uh, that there's any, any beneficial effect in terms of brain function.
0: You have a, a radical proposal for a treatment that might be more effective.
1: Well, so to my mind, the most interesting question is what, what would happen if you tried uh, to use a beta immunotherapy as a preventative Approach uh, and you immunized people at a relatively early age before they had any of the features of Alzheimer's pathology, particularly before they had any of the uh, A beta accumulation in the brain. You know, could you prevent the A beta accumulation? Uh, I suspect that you probably could because that was certainly the case in the animal studies. If you prevent the A beta accumulation, Would you prevent the tau accumulation and the microglial activation and the neuronal and synaptic damage and the cognitive decline? I mean, to my my mind, that's really the most uh, interesting question in the field at the moment. And the studies are being sort of set up and initiated now really to, to address that question. And we'll have the answer to that question within a few years.
0: That's a very fascinating and challenging question to end with. Thank you very much, Professor Nicol, for for speaking with me.
1: Thank you very much.